So I went to the doctor today because I've been having this problem where I'm having all these headaches. Mm-hmm. And the doctor literally looks at me and I thought it's going to be some big sinus problem. But no, depression. <gasps> depression. The 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 doc you're is he a psychologist? He was a therapist? No. Oh. No, it wasn't actually depression, oh. but it was what he called twenty twenty syndrome. Oh, so COVID nineteen? <laughs> yeah, it's where people grind their teeth because oh. it's like, yeah, it's 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 because of anxiety. Damn, so there's a lot of people out there grinding girl, you need to get a mouth guard. Ugh, <laughs> oh, I know. I need a mouth guard. This whole thing's a disaster. From late June to early August, we took a 14,000-mile cross-country road trip to get away from the world. It brought us to 20 national parks, 33 states, 46 cities, and 43 national monuments, forests, memorials, grasslands, and recreation areas. So in each episode, we'll outline one of our stops, talk about the history of the place, our impressions, and a piece of dark history tea associated with it. It's going to be dramatic, scandalous, dare I say captivatingly funny, and hopefully it inspires your next trip in the United States. This is Road Boys with Jeremy and Jacob. Welcome to another episode of Road Boys. Road Boys, boys in Road the plural. Mm. Yes, that's us. We're boys in the plural. It's a little hot. We're boys in the plural, Jacob. Oh, I love that. Um, This week, wow, we're in a weird period of time because it is now the week between Christmas and New Year's, which to me has always been like some type of dystopian wasteland of a week yeah i mean what's what are we supposed to be doing i mean i feel like it's like a second act in a show that put all of the first act the great songs are in the first act and now in the second act there's nothing left what do we have new year's that's nothing all the real holidays already happened that seemed like a direct reference to hamilton but uh it seemed like a direct (laughs) reference to les mis but that's just me (laughs) well anyway uh this week is so weird it's the week where cops are trying to pull you over for no reason because they're trying to hit their quotas we gotta hit the quotas (laughs) it's the week where no one's really working but then people are working it it's just like it's the void it's the void and i don't know i guess there's some sports stuff on but i don't know nothing too good nothing too oh yeah good. i'm talking about real things you know not sports yeah real yeah the, the real world i understand i understand <laughs> yeah um oh what i did recently i ordered a this is so exciting i ordered a stockard channing shirt I have oh, a shirt Jacob. coming in. We're going to have to put this up on our social media, Road Boys mm. Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, yes. And this shirt, the design is, is a black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It has a very serious looking picture of Stockard Channing on it. And then right under the picture, it says Stockard. Stockers. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. mean... It's a great follow-up from our last episode. I mean, it's it's a full send from what we, you know, what's she doing these days? She deserves to be living a great life, and she deserves the fandom. Absolutely. I mean, literally, we got so many responses this past week in our inbox, which you can email us at, by the way, at mm-hmm. roadboyspodcast at gmail.com. We got so many responses to last week's Stockard Channing and Martin Sheen impression. Um, I thought we should give them a little more of the show this week. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. We'll we'll, we'll describe. You know, you got to set it up for me. What are we doing? Uh, I think I think we do Stockard Channing mad at Martin Sheen for something that probably wasn't his fault. Okay. All right. Are you Stockard because you do a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be Stockard. I mean, that's a sta- that's established. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> Damn it, Jed. Abby, it's just the votes I need. I'm the president of the United States. Oh, shut up, jackass. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Thank you so much. I know that was just fan service right there. I know they were really wanting it. 
<laughs> we had to give the people what they we, wanted. You always have to. I love it when he usually says, "I am the president of the United States." He said he says that every episode, Martin. But you know, yeah, but Stalker, <laughs> she can see right through it. She can see right through it. <laughs> she could. She could. But him calling himself the president is a good bridge to the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, which is I've been having you watch the DC movies lately, most of which we've walked, <laughs> we've watched together. Um, but I it just reminded me of the scene in Aquaman when he says, "I am Aquaman." And the and, and, well, not I mean, spoiler alert, but yeah, that is literally how they end the movie. But it was a great movie. Don't get you should still watch it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic ending. So Someone, I, did, I I wanted to like know what you thought of the dc universe now that you've kind of been indoctrinated into it yeah no i so i remember i watched man of steel way back in 2013 if you can believe it or not when it came out this is the first Mm -hmm. movie they made um and then since then i just didn't feel with i didn't i didn't feel compelled enough to really watch any more of it i maybe saw wonder woman once when it was in theaters because you know big thing wonder woman uh but uh, it took me until you, until basically you convincing me this week to watch the rest of them. So Batman, Superman, uh, Aquaman, Justice League, and I gotta say, I think those movies get um, they're good and they're and they get worse reps than they than they deserve. And I hope people understand that. Thank you. I've been saying it for years. DC does not make bad movies people just like that the homophobic company marvel has this whole franchise of movies where they have everything connect one to the other to the next the next the next the next like dc doesn't have to do that and you know why they don't have to do that why because they have better superheroes these are just cold hard facts that i am bringing to the table right now i feel like if you were to put um I don't know. Uh, maybe one of their one of the, one of the main Justice League heroes in a fight against any of the main Marvel villains in any of those in any of the MCU films. I don't know. It wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be a question. They just win so easily. Like, like let me let me just paint a picture for you. Imagine it is two thousand seven and Iron Man one has not released yet. Okay, just imagine it. I can remember it. I lived it. Yeah. Right. So. If you put yourself in that scenario, could you name me one Marvel superhero besides the Hulk? And Spider-Man. I'll just I'll have to put in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay, but so it's Hulk a, it's and a, Spider-Man. It's a valid point. I can't I can't tell you that I would. I mean Exactly. And DC, I mean, people can rattle off these heroes. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, you know, mm-hmm. all of them. They're mm-hmm. all so recognizable and iconic, but Marvel just made, you know, something out of nothing. Meanwhile, DC's out here busting their ass with a great ass superheroes trying to get it all together. And I think they're going to start to next year when we get to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then eventually, what I'm so excited for, the first ever gay superhero movie, The Flash in 2022. Yeah, that, uh, that's a very exciting slate of content, and I mean, I, I won't, I won't come at you and say that you know, what I watched those movies are they the perfect movies? But who makes the perfect movie? Who makes the perfect superhero movie? No one does. But I think that they have a chance to improve upon very much so improve upon what they've already made. I think they're on the up and up, and I don't know. Besides from Spider Man, three Marvels on the on the, uh, I think on the decline a little bit. So they have a yeah. chance. Oh, well, the latest thing that Marvel's doing is making the Black Panther 2 movie without the Black Panther in it. And I understand, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, and he shouldn't Mm -hmm. be replaced as a character. But you should make someone else a Black Panther. Like, you know, do something very tasteful, acknowledge that T'Challa's gone. Yes. But But then, I don't know, put someone else in there. I mean... I mean, I, I don't. I agree with you on that too. Like, how how are we gonna do a Black Panther? How are we just gonna have a title of the movie called Black Panther and just have it not be about Black Panther? Yeah, about a right. Black Panther. I'm not saying I'm not saying Chadwick Boseman's per per chance, but like I mean per chance per se, but like but a Black Panther. Absolutely. Put I in mean, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan as I don't made famous remember. by The Wire. <laughs> as made, Wallace. 
Where's Wallace? He's the Black Panther. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And then also, if you just look at 2021, let's look at sure. what we have on the slate. Ready? What so DC is putting out a six episode extravaganza of the Justice League. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Marvel is putting out WandaVision. Is that coming? I thought that was coming out sooner. They need to get on. I mean, oh, geez. <laughs> Girl, Marvel is putting out WandaVision. And meanwhile, DC is about to be releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League. All right, let's start fresh in this new decade. Let's fucking get over Marvel and get our asses into the Justice League. It's going to be huge. I mean, I don't know if people are like understand how big how big a deal it is that this is going to be released on HBO. It's going to yeah. basically be a, a a season's worth of, of of a superhero movie with extremely high production value. I think people should really get excited about that. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here? This is just the way to go. Uh, there's there's no questions, qualms, quarrels, anything about it. So. I don't know. Just put some stock in the DC universe. I think it's on. I think that I think we both agree. We're in 100% agreement on all this. It's on the up and up. It's on the up and up. And that leads us into this week's episode as we traveled up from last week being and in up. the gra- <laughs> being you like that little transition there. Mm-hmm. I knew, uh, last I, week I knew it. <laughs> last week being in the Grand Canyon. Uh, this week we headed just a twee bit north until we hit the real deal. What we uh-huh. hit, Jeremy? We hit another canyon, but this one is called Bryce. Bryce Ooh. Canyon. We mm-hmm. went to Bryce Canyon. How exciting! Bryce Canyon was beautiful, and I'm so excited to hear about it was how dope. the fuck it ended up there as a as a as, an, as a place you want to know how it exists well i have I that info i have that info for you oh that's um, phenomenal so yes we did travel from from grand canyon to another from the grand canyon to another national iconic national park bryce canyon which is in the great state of utah so we once again dip 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 back in heading north into utah on the up and up yeah, this um, is our this is our third and final episode in utah Yes, although I, I mean, I want, I don't want to give a preview, but we do, we will end up in Utah one last time on the trip. We, we do. Yes, I, it's I on our remember. on our way. Oh well, we'll get to it when we get there. That's going to have to be for next oh, season. Oh, you know what? I do remember now. Oh, we do. Right. It's kind of it's kind of random. We thought that we saw the last of it. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, we'll but, have one more Utah episode, but that'll be season two. But um, but yes, uh, and but now we're back in. in in uh in in Utah the the landscape we know we saw we know what to expect from arches we know ex- what to expect from that area in Canyonlands we're a bit a little bit further west but the landscape if I remember on that drive is still insane and then you get to Bryce Canyon and you just see this insane looking you have to look it up if you don't know what the place that we're describing is you should look it up because it's really unique um it's a geological wonder and. I'll just get in, I'm just going to slide right into the history here. While yeah. it may have been established in 1924 as a national park, Bryce Canyon, the true history of the region dates back millions and millions of years to the Cenozoic Age. I may have completely mispronounced that. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Cenozoic. Cenozoic. Um, it's a sequel to Ice Age, Cenozoic. Um, and it's the age of also all the rocks found in Bryce Canyon itself. So... Um, I guess that's how we're able to surmise it's just millions and millions of years old. So, so what? How many millions? Like over sixty. That's sixty million. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think there are older things. I, I, I but you know, it's old. <laughs> right. Grand Canyon was mostly seventy um, up at the top, but it, it, but the Grand Canyon, I think, was two billion years old at the bottom. Yeah, you know, it's probably you know, in that comparison, it's like a baby. Bryce Canyon's a little baby park. <laughs> uh, it is, but it's really cute. <laughs> it's, it, it it is really cute. Now, but here's the goop and the gag for you. Oh, right? I'm gooped. Yes, here we go. So, since Bryce Canyon did not form due to erosion from a central stream such as the Grand Canyon, it is not geologically recognized as a canyon. Squeeze me. It's not. It's in the name, but it's not a canyon. If you believe oh, that, my I'm gagged. So here's what it is instead. 
It's instead considered to be a collection of natural amphitheaters. Uh, and natural amphitheaters, they're kind of exactly <laughs> what you'd think they'd be. It's a space... <laughs> yes. Are you telling me that like this is like some Shakespeare-ass shit? Yes. Here's what here's literally what the definition I found of natural amphitheaters are. Spaces located in spots where a steep mountain or a particular rock formation naturally amplif- amplifies sounds or echoes. You could literally put on a play here. <laughs> what is this? The globe? Jesus. I know. It's like we could have put on a whole play. We could have put on some musicals. We could have just, you know. Put on a whole show. We could have had an extravaganza and I didn't know about it. Now I'm heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's it's a natural amphitheater. Um, very weird. I'd still like to call it a canyon, but we'll call it Bryce Canyon. Simple as that. I'm not going to call it amphitheater. I don't even know how I, how I feel about that. <laughs> so, um, so while that may be the case, while it's a natural amphitheater, um, and the fact that it kind of slopes downwards. One of the most iconic uh, geological features from the area are yeah. pinnacles that literally jut from the bottom of yes. this canyon into the sky. Very orange, very dramatic. And the fact that it's an amphitheater, it doesn't explain what these things are all over the place. So I found a little bit more info about that. Oh, that's great. Because those pinnacles, I thought, were some of the coolest part. And in fact, we're going to have to uh, post pictures of those at our on our social media at Road Boys Podcast uh, when we do our photo dump. Yes, photo dump. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll see it there. Uh, Road Boys Podcast. Yeah. Um, so just like many of the spectacular sights we had encountered on the road trip up to this point, those spears, which are known as hoodoos, they're called. They're known as hoodoos. Hoodoos. Uh, hoodoos. Oh, hoodoo. Uh, hoodoos. Oh, I, you know what it reminds me of? That reminds me of like uh, uh, the Fargo accent. Like, oh, you're hoodoos. darn tootin'. You're we gotta get to-, to the hoodoo. You gotta get to the hoodoos. Um, <laughs> so they they are they are actually caused by something we're very familiar with now. They're caused by erosion, uh, and more specifically erosion of lake and bed sedimentary rock over millions of years and also the fact that it's cold there it helped with it and just exposed these massive pillars in the ground so is that there like you go. Uh, like it's uh just taken so long to develop that they ended up that skinny because uh, yeah to be quite frank a lot of them are skinny legends they're skinny they're like how do you how do you support your weight type of deal going on there like They're, it's my Trixie Mattel Mariah Carey fantasy yeah if you put some if you put some weight on it you think it topple over it's that sort of deal it's sort of that it's that realness um and yeah the, it, it's it's they're still there though I think the whole thing that you're supposed to think about is that it's just a big sheet of rock and then just stuff withered away to these uh to these little spears huh but interesting that's interesting um so, if we're talking about human history, though, in the area, we'll only have to go back 10,000 years. So, not, not too long ago. Just a cool 10,000. Just, just a cool 10,000. Um, when evidence suggests our old friends, the ancestral Puebloans, are oh! literally everywhere. Oh, my li- God. <laughs> the ancestral Puebloans come through. They're literally everywhere. I think there there are, as I usually say, there are ancestors, but we'll have to get that. Um, we'll have to get that checked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Make sure it's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it. It'd be, it'd be cool if they were ancestors. They um, they inhabited both the Bryce Canyon Park region and also just the the Pansogant plateau which it rests right next to that was the sort what of the what plateau the pan the pansogant plateau pansogant 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 mm-hmm. i like that word yeah plat- <laughs> it's a fun one um and that was sort of the plane that we were driving on to get there so it's that was what it was and so they lived in both the park area and the plateau and they were just they were chilling there for a long time. Now I can see myself living on a plateau. I mean, we kind of. I mean, we kind of do. A lot of places are plateaus. I think we are on one, aren't we? Yeah, but Probably I'm thinking not. of like the typical one you'd see in like if it was a film, 
you know, like where it's just oh, so severe. Like a like a like a little no nah, little house in the prairie. They're on a prairie. It's on a plateau. I am thinking but, of like uh, something western there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. That'd be cool. Imagine just running and then you just fall off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like I could see myself on a plateau. So, um, so that's, yes, yes, that's, that's where it was. It was in that iconic plateau, sharp cutoff region. Um, and hopefully none of them ran into it and fell in like we were envisioning. Uh, it's kind of like the, the West world, the West world, it does. It did happen in Westworld, except they went through the portal. Ah, <laughs> they went right. through the, they went through the second portal, but you know, their bodies, they died anyway. Don't don't listen to us if you haven't listened if you haven't watched two seasons of Westworld. That's a big spoiler. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't know if it was a spoiler if we didn't say anything. It's you know it's been I'll just say it, it's been a number of years. You've had your chance, okay? Yeah, it's outdated. What was that 2017? Yeah, it's something like that. 2018. That's yeah past past the limitations there. However, let's talk uh, about the ending of Westworld season three. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I can't even tell you what happened. That's a hot take. <laughs> oh, me, me either. It's okay. <laughs> but, but back to but, you know we're, we're back to back to I know uh, I'm really real Westworld here. Yeah, back to the real Westworld. Back to Bryce Canyon. Um, and and the people that live there, the ancestral Puebloans, they were chilling there, but they'd vacate the area at least by around the 12th century. So now we're already, you know. We're, we've 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 traversed thousands of years, and just when they move out, the Paiute the Paiute Indians moved in. So this is the peyote. Um, peyote is that how it's? Can I can I can I just can I just spell it to you, and you can you can say that you can tell me if this is correct? Yeah, yeah. P a i u t e. Is that how you pronounce it? Peyote. There's no o. Oh, that would be the. I think that is the the Paiute. Paiute, yes, there because you go. Because the so, Ute tribe de- developed from them. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it, it, they, it is the Paiute Indians. I wanted to make sure because they are actually, if I got that wrong, they're very integral uh, and oh, significant to the area. <laughs> if I get yeah, that we, wrong. we get tons of angry emails. <laughs> and we get it. We get a lot of, uh, so just full disclaimer, um, I believe this is the right, you know, the right way to pronounce it and the right spelling. I did my research. Paiute. Um, so they have a very well-documented significance and presence in the region, and they kind of, uh, give, I don't know if we knew this when they were there, when we were there, but there's a lot of history regarding them and the park, almost spiritually entwined to a certain degree. Ooh, I, I didn't realize that, but tell me what you mean. So... They were very much when they were there, their hunter gathering tribe, and they were very much taken and enthralled by what they saw in Bryce Canyon. Almost like you know, like you see something like that, and you think it's otherworldly because it is. Uh, oh, absolutely! But you know what my favorite part of hunter gathering is? What is it? The gathering. Mm, it's when you get to come together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way, Jacob. Yeah, it's it's hope. It's how it's it's on us. Um, So they so the Paiute tribe, they saw what what was out there. They're like, oh, my goodness. And uh, the the hoodoos, the pinnacles in the park themselves became almost integral to the tribe's spiritual mythology. So to for example, to that to the Paiute tribe. The hoodoos weren't just rock formations. They were considered to be members of the legend people, which the coyote, and who, who is an important figure in Native American mythology, like overarching between tribes, uh, tricked these legend people and turned them into stone. And that's who they are, these hoodoos. They oh, used to be people. I always cool. thought they looked like people. Yeah. You got, you, I mean, they look like people, especially if you see them from like a certain angle, looks like a silhouette. So that's sort of what they were thinking that, you know, an explanation as to what's like, what the hell is that, you know? But do you know what it is? What is it? Rock. <laughs> now that's, now that's up for interpretation now. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I will say, I can't, I can't discount it, of course, because they said that the coyote turned them into stone. So, oh, okay. So it, they could very well have been people that were turned into stone and they are stone. Oh, well, there you go. There you, there you go. Can't, Learn can't, something can't new every day. Can't count it out. Um, so the Paiute 
it tribe they were unfortunate they were fortunately able to chill in that region until at least the 18th century without seeing a white person a single white person oh thank the lord i know and it wasn't until the 1850s when mormon scouts surveyed the region in order to truly settle it and still oh, no yeah still though around that time getting people out to that remote area would be a challenge so uh, they had some time. They had some, you know, still some time beyond that. Ugh, um, you hate what you hate when the white people enter. Yeah. Um. So now, if I do get a little bit further on, we do see some more white people in the 1870s. The Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints <laughs> sent a Scottish immigrant by Ugh. the name of Ebenezer. Now, fill in the blank. What was his last name, Jacob? Scrooge. Ebenezer. <laughs> well, yes, but Ebenezer. <laughs> There's another Ebenezer? Well, sign- well, think of think of the area, Jacob. Think of the area that we're in. Bryce. Yep, Ebenezer Bryce. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I really, when you said Ebenezer, the, the only thing that comes well, into mind when you hear that name is Scrooge, in my well, defense. <laughs> word association, I understand, I understand. In uh, my defense. I mean, there's only like one Ebenezer I've heard of, well, two really, him and uh, Ebenezer Bryce. But Wait, uh, so you're telling me Bryce's first name was Ebenezer and not Bryce? That is wildly disappointing. I know, it's a bit disappointing. Bryce seems like a modern name, though. I would be surprised if someone was just named Bryce back then. Yeah. My name like, is Bar- Bryce. My name is my name my name is Ebenezer Bryce. That's more <laughs> like it. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Ebenezer Bryce. And I yeah. like to make friends. That's that's that probably what he was that's probably what he was actually like. I'll just tell you a bit more about him. <laughs> Please do. Uh so he was a carpenter. And the church thought that his skill set would be an asset to settlement efforts in the area. So they just basically said, hey, man, can you just go here, just set up camp, set up shop, live here a bit, and then more people will come and we'll send more people out to you and you can help build up a town. Wait, Um, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that these people lived here for fucking 10,000 years and it gets named after this random bumblefucker who shows up in the 1870s yeah it seems to be it's 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 a it's a theme of 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 how americans name things i mean there's other examples you know um well well, it doesn't go by this name anymore but you know like mount mckinley that was which is now basically widely known as denali that's one right there (laughs) named it after president mckinley (laughs) but why would you name anything after mckinley let's just start there biggest mountain got his name on it after you know millions of years of it forming i don't know yeah what gives you the what gives what gives you the right Uh, who do you think you are yeah literally i uh, i mean he didn't ask ebenezer bryce did not ask for this canyon to be named after him but when people started coming to the area though uh they just started you know they saw what he lived by and they just started calling the canyon oh bryce's it's bryce's canyon it's bryce's canyon this is where where he lives and then all yeah, of a sudden he owns it <laughs> he owns it he he takes his cattle down there um which he did and then and then uh, as time elapsed it just became formalized as bryce canyon great so that was basically the only the only one of the only significant things he did in the area was exist there long enough for to to have that canyon have that area named after him. So that was one. Oh, that is ridiculous. And then the second thing he did was that he built a road and that was pretty much it. <laughs> he built a road. Congratulations. How many roads are there in the United States? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can get from point A to A to B easily. Um but he he yeah he up and left. He didn't stay there that long. He left in like the eighteen eighties. <laughs> so, <gasps> oh god. <laughs> so the guy that the whole place is named after didn't even spend his lifetime there. He like moved when he was sixty, left when he was like eighty something. <laughs> well, that is. I gotta say that's a little disappointing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's 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 his story there. Um. It's not even that big of a deal. And by no. the time we, yeah, exactly. And by the time we reach, sorry, by the time we reach the 1910s, a period of droughts and flooding left the Bryce Canyon region pretty much just deserted. No one's living there anymore. No you one's you there. know what I always say, droughts and flooding, it's the way to go. 
it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite type of state and uh, natural state. Anyway, so there we go. No one's there. No one's there. Why not? Um, because because of the droughts and flooding, of course. <laughs> well, I know. I I, <laughs> I I was saying it more rhetorically, but continue. Well, yes, yes, yes. So here, uh, so the place is deserted. And then all of a sudden, they publish these magazine articles. Uh, the Union Pacific and Santa Fe Railroads, they both have magazines. They publish articles highlighting regions where, sort of where their train their train tracks go by. You know, like, oh, look outside, you know, you'll see this cool canyon. Um, yeah, see, if you look out the window, see, you're going to see a cool canyon, see? Exactly. So... <laughs> You know, just so that they can get people to go on the trains and people are like, wait a second, I want to visit there. Like, could you stop the train? And get- <laughs> <laughs> wait, can, uh, Dr. Professor, can you please stop the train? I want to see it. Yes. <laughs> so, and So enough people did that for the place to really actually get a lot of inter- uh, sorry international national attention really and by the 1920s multiple lodging and tourist services were set up in the area and since the type of tourism that they had in the areas was unregulated people could do whatever they want in the canyon they could throw trash they could litter they could uh. they could they could they could i don't know pull up grass take kill wildlife what have you uh there was a push to start um protecting the land uh and that whole movement to start you know making a park for bryce canyon formed out of that and so when did that happen so on june 8th 1923 president warren g harding declared bryce canyon a national monument and then about oh you gotta love warren g harding my favorite i know we always bring it up dome girl i heard something recently not to go way off track please do but that it, Warren G. Harding, for all the shit he gets for starting, you know, a little itty bitty depression, whatever. And he, lots of scandals. And lots of scandals. Before he was president, he did a lot of good. I don't know exactly what that was, but apparently it's on record he did some good stuff. Yeah, but girl, his cabinet literally was almost as criminal as Donald Trump's, who, by the way, just pardoned like most of it. Yeah, well, you know. Are we going to judge him for that? Are we really going to judge him for what he did in the most important four years of his life? Yes. Oh, okay, well, there, <laughs> there we go. All right, so, anyway, so it's Warren G. Harding, whatever, yeah. He did create Ma- Bryce Canyon, and we got to give him props. And okay. about five years later, in 1928, the federal government upgraded the National Monument to a national park. And over time, the park's boundaries have widely expanded to the 35,835 acres it wow. spans today. So it's a big park, pretty big. And in the past few years, Bryce Canyon saw about two and a half million visitors, which is a good number, but it's mm-hmm. substantially less than some of the parks in the broader region, such as Zion, uh, which we didn't visit, but, you know, would love to get to at we some point. We drove right by it. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We got to hit it at some point. Zion and Grand Canyon. So, like, it, it doesn't get as many visitors, but, you know, it's two and a half million. It's cool. Two Zion and a half million. also located a lot smaller than Bryce. Yeah, it, it, it I mean... It, oh, is it? Zion's a lot smaller? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. So we went, we went to the bigger place. Well, I don't have any regrets having gone to Bryce. I over, thought over Bryce was fantastic. Yes. Um. Uh, there, there's a, there's a certain thing, like like a couple of the parks we visited to we visited prior. I'd say, namely Grand Canyon and and uh and canyon lands we both thought that they were fantastic but it, there's a certain element of it being like look how vast that area is it's overwhelming how the hell am i gonna i can only yeah. see it from a certain point how can i access this and then you don't you, you don't you don't walk all the way into a canyon you know but right. here it's different you could walk all the way in we which I thought was really cool down into the canyon what was it the queen's garden trail yes yeah, and, I think you're right. <laughs> and we, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and we started walking down that canyon, girl. We, I was, I was gagged. Okay, we get mm-hmm. down there, and there is just a full-on forest in the middle of this fucking canyon that we had no clue existed, and it was gorgeous, beautiful. We did it. We did a morning hike, and 
quite, you know, in regard to weather, of course, it can be hot there over the summer. It's not like being out like in the middle of the desert, like some of these right. other parks. But if you go in the morning before before the sun is really up, it's so comfortable. You just walk down. It's easy to do. Really cool. You walk into the canyon. And, and the way the sun hits those yes. rocks. Oh, my God. And you get shade. You get you get the shade and you get to see the sun peeking over Hitting those rocks, as you mentioned, it's they beautiful. Get so orange, beautiful. beautiful. We're gonna it have really so many pops. photos to po- to post this week. There's so it's, many. It's so it's you know it's it's so trippy. It's one of those one of those otherworldly things to see. And I have to say, it you don't get the full effect of the place unless you hike into the canyon. I I really do think that you have to, yes. you, that's something you have to do. You yes. can't just look into the you can't just look off the rim. You it's actually to, mandatory. They have guards that'll check to make sure that you walk into the canyon. Yeah, they'll push you with a. They'll push you down a trail. Girl, there were a lot mm-hmm. of places when we were on top of that canyon where you low key could just fall right into it. Oh, certainly. I mean, there's nothing that stopped. Like you know, can- Grand Canyon has that rim trail and it has that guardrail. It's like, well, that wasn't here. How right. many years ago? Right. No, this is like you can. Wa- I think. I think, if I remember correctly, we walked straight up to the canyon and didn't really. I think I had to stop myself because, like, oh my goodness, it's right here, like that sort of thing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, look down. Um, but if, as I as we mentioned, it's accessible, so to hike into that all the way down to where we were isn't that big of a deal. Just do it, and it, you know, get a workout, but you won't be like having to camp out there or like. Or like, right. you know, or like prepare for like a m- full day's hike. You can just do it in like a matter of hours. It's right. Spectacular. It's just so amazing. I loved it. Spectacular. Now, the now I, I, I don't know if we have any remarks on the town that was by it. Um, no, I don't think. We, oh, <laughs> I think I it's called Bryce we, Canyon. I don't know. I, I forget the name of the town. That's well, right we by went it. to this ridiculous inn there where like nobody was wearing a mask during the pandemic. Look out. Right. By the way, look how that turned out for them. Are you happy now, Utah? Oh, I did, can I can I blast them for a hot sec? Because yes. this is a place I still remember. Yes. Um, visiting. Uh, so there, there's only a couple towns in that area. Of course, there's a gateway town where we stayed. But we really wanted to go eat somewhere. We wanted to take out food. We were really hungry. And apparently there was a good place nearby in the town bordering it. So a little bit of a drive. That was barbecue. So we want to go and get some get some takeout. We walk into the place. If you remember, Jacob, there was a sign that said, the staff here will not be wearing masks. If that makes you uncomfortable, um, that that's too bad. That's what the sign said. Because they were in the green, apparently, for coronavirus. No one was getting it at the time, so no one was going to have to wear masks. Yeah, I remember. But, you know, I bet if you go back now, they're all dead, so. (laughs) Yes, you you know, so, but that place's uh, ownership has changed, so, (laughs) since then, since since July. how selfish, how ridiculous, disgusting behavior. Disgusting behavior, but I gotta say, the barbecue slapped, so thank you to, (laughs) (laughs) so thank you to Bryce Canyon. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. (laughs) Thank you to that region, the Bryce Canyon region of Utah. We loved it. (laughs) Yeah, we had a great time. We did Um, have a great time, regardless. Bryce, I thought, was one of the most unique-looking places we've ever been. I say it every episode. Every national park has something really unique about it. But Bryce really stood out as, like, the orange one to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It it was the orange one and the one with the really distinct... Oh, wait. We see orange differently. Yeah, it's the... (laughs) We went to a school with it. With, 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 Wait, are you telling me this? the slogan is "Go Orange"? Do you say "Go Orange"? I don't say it as I don't say it like that. I say like "Go Orange." Oh God, you do! <laughs> it's "Go Orange." Go Orange. The emphasis is on is on O Orange. Orange. It's not like either or. It's, it's like door hinge orange. That's how Eminem rhymed it, but it's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> Everyone says orange. You're crazy. Orange. Well, orange. I don't know. Come it's down like to You're Maryland. trying to say iron. 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 That's how you say it. Iron. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I <laughs> regardless, it was the orange place. Yes, it was that color. 
of that place. That is true. Uh, and very distinct looking. Those pinnacles were fantastic. I, I just think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a place that you need to drive to. It's one of those rewarding places that if you, that, it, that it's out of the way, you drive to it to see it. And then it doesn't disappoint. It really just doesn't disappoint. Absolutely not. In fact, I'd say it exceeded expectations. It exceeded and, and drove past and uplifted Mm-hmm. It uplifted <laughs> our expectations. It uplifted. So, so yeah, um, go there. Do the Queen's suggest. Garden Trail. Uh, be careful if the pandemic's still happening. You may or may not run into people who don't believe in masks. Anyway, that's that's just the full disclaimer. But fantastic all around. Yeah, Bryce. Bryce. Fantastic. All right. So, so now it's yeah. time for our dark history of the week. What do you got for us, Jeremy? So just when I thought we had been in Utah one too many times to really scrounge up a nice dark history of the week from there, really, I thought we were really using up Utah's history of uh, with the, all the episodes we've done there already. A couple that, you know, I wouldn't be able to find something with a wow factor or something with a, with, with, with a you know, a lot of violence, mystery, intrigue. And yet I found it. Well, let Jacob. me give you some let, let me give you some. Uh some insight here, some wisdom. Yeah. Utah is full of crazy fuckers. I guarantee there is no shortage of things you could do about Utah. Yeah. You know what? To test that, I think next season we'll do one more episode <laughs> from the state and girl, we the monolith, will. the monolith. Oh my goodness. We can do a whole thing. Oh my God. Monolith. We totally forgot about something. I, I'm going to, you know, before we even get into the dark history, we're going to have mm-hmm. a brief segment called there's a new national park. Oh, yeah, there is a new national park. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. I, I. Okay, Okay. so I did read a little bit about it. It's um, 63rd, and it's going to be in West Virginia, and it's going to be called New River Gorge National Park starting next year. New River Gorge National Park. We'll have to add that to the itinerary, but from what we were talking about earlier uh, before we started recording, it doesn't seem like a... Uh, a great one. <laughs> well, can I say that? I mean, I mean, you can't knock it till you try it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I it, it, Shenandoah, I guess, is a, com- a comparable park. I, we enjoyed Shenandoah. That's what was one of our, you know, we we we've been. I'll just say that. Um, it's probably. I think it's on the Appalachian Trail. This new one, and. I don't know. There's a lot of roads that run through it, which kind of remind me of another one we'd visit in Ohio. I just don't want to get too too far <laughs> well, into it. There's only one national park in Ohio, so I think people get it from that if they Google it. Right. So uh, I'll just say Google it. I won't spoil it now, but yes, we'll have to do an episode from New River Gorge National Park. That's crazy. I can't wait to see what their iconic imagery will be. I think it's going to be a bridge. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I saw pictures. <laughs> it's a big oh, okay. bridge. Well, big great. Bridge. I love it. Something man-made. Fantastic. A naturally occurring recur- occurring bridge for cars. <laughs> great. Fantastic. All mm-hmm. right. So now let's go back to our dark history of crazy shit in Utah. Yes. So, all right. So, Utah. The state that keeps the, the the state that that's a gift that keeps on giving is what I was trying yeah. to say. Um, the dark history I found for today occurred in the town of Mountain Meadow, Utah, 1857, in the year 1857. And it's oh, not wow. too, it's an old yeah, one. It's old. It also when I speak about this, I, I feel like it's it's old, but not like it doesn't feel old enough, you know, for something huh. like this to have happened. And we know none of us know about it. Um so it's not too far from Bryce Canyon, this town occurred in. It was, in fact, I'd say on the route we took to our next stop heading west out of the state. So just to give you an idea where it is, it's it's a okay. bit west of Bryce Canyon. Um, it also concerns a, a group of people and a religion very much integral to the history of Utah itself. And if you haven't guessed it, it's the Church of the Latter-day Saints – Mormon, Mormonism, whatever you'd like to call it. <laughs> wow, the Mormons. What did they do? So, yes, without further ado, this is the story of the Mountain Meadows Massacre. <laughs> oh, I love it. A massacre come through the realness. The realness. 
re- a, a real a real massacre. You know, so me- that sounds like a great event to put as our ad copy for the day. Ready? The Mountain Meadows Massacre. Here we go. Yes. The Mountain Meadow Massacre. Go on. Get you some. And then to add on to that, it's the realness. <laughs> the realness. It's the realness. Um, <laughs> the real deal. The realness. Well, maybe you'll regret having done that. I've got before. You'll not. Ne- you don't. You don't know what happened yet. It's pretty. Du- it's pretty dark. Uh, I can't wait. I can't I, wait. Actually, that makes it so much better. It, it makes it better. It makes it better. I understand. So, if you don't know, I have to. I do have to give some exposition for this story, Jacob. I'm sorry. I know oh, I do this a lot. No. Um, if you don't know the story of the Mormons and Mormonism, read up on your history or find an illegal stream of the Book of Mormon or something. See it live, whatever you want to do. When They're we can Central do that New sort York of originals. Yes, they are indeed. So in the shorter plane of it is that in the 1830s, an American religious leader named Joseph Smith founded Mormonism and the Latter-day Saint movement at the age of 24. It's when he published the Book of the Book of Mormon. So, in other words, the two of us was have in Waterloo. About, was that the town where that happened? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. I didn't get the town, but you know, it was like that, or like Oneonta, or one of those. Yeah, it was. It was by that area. In, in this time of in this time of American history, there's a religious revival movements going on. People are becoming religious again. They're coming back right. to God. Um, Second enlightenment realness. Right. Exactly. That's it. So. So I was saying he did this at all at the age of 24. We have about, I don't know, on average a year and a half to produce a religious work to to inspire the masses, Jacob, you know, if we want to replicate Joseph Smith's life. Um, okay. Okay. But in the 1840s, the Mormons famously made their way to Utah, which is sort of seen as a promised land of sorts of theirs uh, from upstate New York, really, though, to evade religious persecution. So they were just on their way out. They wanted to go out west hit Utah, they'll be they'll be okay. No one's going to come after them because of the You know, why hasn't Scientology been come after, like, the Mormons? I don't know. I think it's because we live in the modern age. We live in a modern age. No <laughs> one's no one's going after white people who want to do their own thing these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, no one's going to come after you, and these are... These are different times. You you don't you know a completely different religion. It just upset a lot of people from the get go. So they made their way from upstate New York to Utah, and by 1847, the Mormons had made it to the Salt Lake area, and Joseph Smith was no longer around. He died, um, and instead Brigham Young took up the mantle to lead the religious group into the mid 1800s and beyond. So. That's okay. That's that's the stage we're setting. But beyond Brigham Young's religious capacities as the president, leader of the church, he was also a political figure, and he served as the first governor of the Utah Territory during this time, eighteen forties, eighteen fifties. Why not? Sure. Why not make him? Why not make him the governor? Exactly. But considering. Young wanted what was best for the Church of the Latter Day Saints, his church, what he, uh, the the movement he was leading. He wanted what was best for them in the region. Uh, considering that 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 was the case, there was a conflict of interest that arose between his duties as a religious leader and his servitude to the U.S. government. So you know, there's some, there's already going to be some tension growing there. Shocking! It's church and state people. <laughs> They're very I, I, separate. Yeah, I don't know whose idea it was to make him the governor of this area, but you know, I guess that's who was around and the and the biggest leader. It's like, well, okay, I'll do it. So Ridiculous. that was there. So by the 1850s, as I mentioned, t- tensions were mount- mounting between Young and uh, Young slash the Church and the federal government. So the federal government actually accused Young of intimidation along with the destruction of government documents. So that's. That's, that's even, yeah, even even more fanning of the flame. People getting angry. People, the government saying, uh, you know, what are you doing out there? You're part of the United States. Let me just so, say, if there's anything being fanned here, it's definitely the flames. It's definitely being the flames, and uh, yeah. they get it's it's receiving oxygen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when James Buchanan. Our favorite president of all oh, time. Oh my God! Come through with James Buchanan, girl. Mm-hmm. 
first time mentioning him, I feel like. We haven't talked about a Buchanan story ever. I'm but, sure we have. Oh, maybe. Um, so in 1857, he declared the Utah Territory to be in a state of rebellion. Uh, and when the Mormons heard this, they took his words as a declaration of war. So... Oh, well, it sounds quite a lot like a, a precursor for uh, what's going to happen in three years with uh, Mr. Uh, Van Buren. Or, sorry, Buchanan. Buchanan exactly. Um, this is like, you know, it, it really does sound like there's going to be some conflict. Uh, so a lot of this can be attributed to the fact that, you know, there are there's these heightened tensions. It says you're in a state of rebellion. Mormons who have a history of, of fleeing from religious persecution is like, ah, oh, not this again. So they're getting equipped to go to war with the federal government. Great. So how would a poorly equipped primitive territory with just, you know, with just the Mormons who, who, who populate it really fend off the might of the government, you ask? Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. But they could try. And here's what Young, Young's answer to this was. Brigham Young. He, his answer was to make the territory more remote and in doing so, cut the area off from visitors, make it inhos- inhospitable. No one can go through. Um, so they get Waco'd? <laughs> they it, kind of, well, well, I'll tell you, it, it was heading towards that. And I'll tell you what, what happens in the end um, oh. when we get there, because you'll, 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 you'll find out. So what he did was, in the meantime, he, he was attacking supply trains that ran through there, federal, federal supply chains. They closed off trails, um, and then they formed multiple alliances with Native American tribes in the area who would be given full-on permission to attack wagon trains without, without punishment. So literally anyone – it was sort of a lawless land. You could do whatever you want if you, were, if you wanted to rob people who were passing through. Have at it. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in August, and now we're getting to the, to the namesake of this event. All right, let's August, get to it. In August and September of 1857, an emigrant group known as the Fancher Party, making its way from Arkansas's westward, really, really ran into a case of finding itself at the wrong place at the wrong time. They're just heading through. Oh, they, no. A bunch, of, a bunch of pioneers on the, on the trail, on, on the Oregon Trail, Trying to just, you know, pass through, make it to like California, what have you, whatever, in the West. Um, they're making their way through. Uh, but by this time, Young's rhetoric had already had already uh, put members of the church on edge. Um, so beyond overall tension, many Mormons knew that the that a popular Mormon missionary named Parley Pratt had been murdered in none other than Arkansas. So People there's are like, been a murder. There's been a murder, and the people that were passing through were from the state where that murder occurred. So they're like, these people, they killed one of our own. So this is what their mentality was. Um, Great. This is a recipe for disaster. This is it's it truly is. It, it does not end well. Um, and on September seventh, when word got out that this wagon train of emigrants from Arkansas was slowly making its way through the town of Cedar City, Utah, local Mormon militia members led by their leader, John Lee, a man named John Lee, and assisted by Paiute Indians, attacked the emigrants' uh, wagon train. They were like, okay, attack. And, they were, and everyone was like, what? I'm into <laughs> it. I'm into it. Like, you know, they it wasn't provoked wasn't provoked by anything they were just like screw it let's kill you know let's let's go after them so at first when they got attacked the emigrants the fancher party they fought back and they fought back very hard in fact they fended off the militia's assault for three days three days that they were fighting um we love to see it it's like antietam up in this bitch yeah they they really put up a good stand i mean like there isn't they had the, I mean, the, the, the militia had the high ground, the, the, the Paiute. I have the high ground. They had the high ground. They had the element of surprise. And yet, uh, for whatever reason, this, this militia, this, uh, group that was caught off, off guard completely cut, uh, fought back. But unfortunately, once the militia, along with the Paiutes, subdued the Fancher party, John Lee, militia leader, he realized that. He and his militiamen and the Church of, Church of Scientology, Church and the Church of the Latter Day Saints itself 
might be in a lot of deep shit if he didn't do something drastic. If word got back out basically to the federal government that this had happened unprovoked and people testified before court, uh, they would have been in a lot of trouble. Everyone there, not just him. Ooh, but I see where it's going. So how did it end up? So, um, so what they did was so what they did was this. So once the immigrants were surrounded. Lee offered safe passage to anyone left alive at that point. And in doing so, he basically said, you know what? My bad, guys. You're free to go. Go ahead. We were wrong. And once people basically shook shook hands on this deal (laughs) and all of it was agreed agreed upon, Lee and his men, along with the Paiute Indians that were with him, slaughtered anyone old enough to testify. Every man, woman, and child over the age of seven were, were killed on site and about 120 people in total died (laughs) yes bitch work that is (laughs) crazy um that is and it gets i think it gets even crazier to be honest with you so like that if that was where it was headed like we can't let them testify i think part of the thinking was like there's no way that even though that these people are white are they going to go to a court and say and agree to say oh it was just the, the this tribe of native americans that that attacked us on the way there's no no way in hell that anyone that was there would agree to basically let lee and these militia members and these mormons off the hook so he just like killed them all wow um, so but he's, what I'm t- he's stone cold stone cold um and there's a lot that kind of happens in the aftermath, but all but here's a summary, and this and I still yeah, think give it's me, pretty give crazy. Give me a brief one. So in the massacre's aftermath, the militiamen, along with Lee, took a vow of silence and immediately blamed oh. and immediately blamed the Paiute Indians for the attack. It's like you, you know what that like all those 120 people that died. Oh my goodness, we saw it from a hillside. We saw the we saw those Indians attack, and and we couldn't do anything to help them. Uh. And believe it or not, with the amount of people that were in that, you know, conspiracy, it was kept it was kept secret for 16 years. The fact that they were involved, the fact that they were involved. Exactly. Um, And this was when 16 years had elapsed when John Lee was tried and found guilty in 1876 for orchestrating the massacre. And then he would be later executed in 1877. Wow. And. By this time, remember I was talking to you about the Mormon rebellion, like they're going to war. Sure. That had that that had all subsided in 1858 after U.S. soldiers marched easily into Salt Lake City. James Buchanan basically said, "You know what, y'all are okay." He gave a blanket pardon to every Mormon involved in, in any sort of tension raising conflict in that matter. So that had already happened. Utah is part of the United States. No one's messing with the Mormons anymore, and this is all done after the fact. We love Buchanan. Um, and unsurprisingly, for a cover-up like this to have worked, the leader, the top top of of the of of the pact, would have to have been in on it from the get-go. So, what do I mean by that? Um, not surprisingly, Brigham Young exchanged information about John Lee to the federal government for the church's uh, immunity, along with individual Mormons. With, along with a bunch of just blanket immunity sentencing for Mormons in the case, because he knew you gotta sh- love religious corruption. He knew very soon after this had happened in the 1850s that that this is what went down there. Of and, course, and and um, completely helped you know cover it up. So this is the crazy thing I found. In fact. Young is on record of saying the time has come when they will try where they will try John D. Lee and not the Mormon church. And that is all we have ever wanted. (laughs) Damn. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Uh, And so that is the story of the Mountain Meadows massacre. I never heard of it before prior to this. And interestingly, though, I should say full disclosure, some terrible history for the church. There's a lot of information about it you can find on the Church of the Latter-day Saints website. So at least they kind of like be like, this is part of our history. But it's still crazy. Never heard of it before. Um, Yeah, I mean, it sounds like one of those things where it's it's like religious organizations seem to get off. Very easy from doing horrendous things such as raping little boys like the Catholic Church or, you know. Right. And, <laughs> any and, any and, other example, really. Any other example. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, there's like not much more about it. 
Uh, there's a memorial in Mountain Meadows that that they that they were that they erected for this. Um, <laughs> erected. But that they erected. Um, but other than that, not much. Not much you can find out about this sort of event. You know, very interesting. That was a good one. Uh, yes, I, I I aim to please. <laughs> there you go. Well, we have time for a very quick fan question. Yes, um, yes. We have we have one coming in. I actually have it up here, the inbox. Okay, <gasps> here. You, so let's we'll we'll just get your response and then we'll and then we'll uh, finish out here. Sure, sure, sure. Allison Janney's "Damn It" from Manchester Part One asks. Which <laughs> apocalyptic dystopia do you think is most likely? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, that's thanks, Allison Janney's "Damn It" from Manchester Part One. Um, oh. By the way, that that was that was the damn it, damn it, and then hits hits a door hits a door frame. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. Okay, do you want me to try and take a stab at it first, and then you? And if you wanted to go, uh, you can. I just want to know what you think. That's our, at least Allison Janney. Uh, well, my, my brain just a part one. Yeah. Well, well, my brain is com- my brain is combing the possibilities of of dystopian futures. A lot of them end up in, you know, apocalyptic futures for that matter. A lot of them end up, you know, nuclear nuclear war, or you think nuclear. Or no, see, see, there's another, there's another, there's a couple others that, that are possible, like global extinction due to global warming sort of events. But that takes that takes time. There won't be a set day when some place is uninhabitable or something catastrophic happens. That's a process. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that just overpopulation. Um, we're kind of experiencing this right now, like a mat, like a more deadly pandemic, even uh, coupled with global, global warming in the future, decades from now. Um, that is sort of where we're headed post the for the apocalyptic landscape to get like that with like stuff burning in the streets, places not being inhabitable anymore. I think that's more likely on a mass level rather than somebody launching a nuclear nuclear weapon. Oh, great. That's something to look forward to. Um, um, yeah. I would say, though, I, I think it's really overpopulation is what's going to kill us. We're going to use up all the food resources, not have enough food, and people, everyone will starve at a certain point, um, break down society, the whole gambit. But Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice hopeful thought to end yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very positive way to end it. But here, I do want to end with something special um, because next week we are heading into probably our coolest stop on the trip. I'll just say it. It is the most fascinating. Our coolest. Our creepiest. I'd say our creepiest. Our creepiest stop. We're going to be heading into Nevada. Um, and we this is our most remote place that we visited. And... Mm. It is going to be nuts. I already know what my story is going to be uh, for like our to dark venture, history. I could probably venture a guess, but I won't on here. I want everyone to be surprised. I think yeah. everyone should be looking forward to it. I don't know. We did In it. Fact, we did it for us. We did it for you. We did it for us to really get out and see this and see and see our next stop. <laughs> yeah, um, we will be going somewhere where I think we're going to have to switch up the format a little bit next week. Um, because I think the history of this place is going to mesh very nicely with the dark history of this place, as in all of its dark. Mm. Are you going to say what it is? Or are we going to let everyone? We're going to find out, you know, when we preview it. Well, next week? I, I, I think it might be worth saying that we made our way right out. To Area 51. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like explosions. We, we mm. went to Area 51. We went to... We really did go to Area 51. I mean... I mean, we saw... We, we, we saw land that is part of it. So, I'd say we went. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be nuts. And let me tell you, it was nuts to be there. It was nuts um, to be there. It was nuts getting there. The whole story is uh, is, is is crazy. It's creepy. It has a lot of thrills and gags. Yes. The gaggery, the goopery, America, you're not ready. Completely not ready. So get excited for next week for sure. Yes. Make sure you tune in next week. Um, make sure you're following all of our social media at Road Boys Podcast. 
And yes, have a very happy new year. The next time we'll be speaking to you, it'll be 2021. And congratulations on making it out of this shithole. Uh, you've done it. You've done it. Please live <laughs> to see, to 2021. It'll, you, you, we did it, Joe. I mean, we did we're going to be the next president of the United States. Exciting. Thank you, Kamala. <laughs> so make sure you tune into that. And any last questions, comments, concerns, death threats from you, Jeremy? I always have my death threats. Yeah. Um, comments. Yes. Okay, I hope you die. All right, take care, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Road Boys, starring Jacob Bellotti and Jeremy Shapiro as themselves. Produced by Jacob Bellotti and Jeremy Shapiro. Directed by Jacob Bellotti and Jeremy Shapiro. And created by Jacob Bellotti and Jeremy Shapiro. Special thanks to Vlad Glashenko for recording the intro and outro music royalty-free. And Tina Perkins, that's me, for recording promotional content. To learn more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Road Boys Podcast. Thank you.